The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. And who are some good dads that you know? Let's hear what? it for the daddies. Ding, ding, ding. Let's give the daddies hands. This is our special show. Give them hands? Give the daddies Hanes for their special day. This is a daddy episode all about daddies. We're taking your daddy questions live on the air. Are you and... a daddy? Do you know a daddy? Is there a special daddy in your life? I'm on a I'm on a website right now called Daddy Chat, and I'm just sort of like looking. A lot of messages coming in through Daddy Chat right now, and a lot of them I would say are of a surprisingly explicit nature. Well, just um, to let them know that you're looking for a special daddy who will take care of you mm, and see mm. what they say. Our, our dad is, of course, here. Uh, we have not provided him with a microphone, but I can tell you he's on my end um, and just laughing along and just really savoring every second of it. Hi, Daddy. Quick question. I feel like there's a cipher I'm missing, some sort of codex. Like, you know, in National Treasure Book of Secrets, they find like yes. a magic magnifying glass and that lets That's them read. That's our dad's favorite movie. Yeah, it lets them read the like other Declaration of Independence on the back of the other one, and it says that this one's like, just kidding about the gun stuff, don't. Because it mentions a lot of that in the Declaration of Independence. It, mm-hmm. A lot of this is getting away from me. But you know what I'm talking about? Like a cipher, like a codex. Yes. I feel like I'm missing one of those to really enjoy the daddy chat experience. Because they keep mentioning something called cummies? Cummies? Or cummies? Do they mean gummies? Is it an autocorrect thing? If it's an autocorrect thing, then it's autocorrecting everyone. It's weird. That's weird. Weird. That's so weird. Maybe they're a big fan of. Is oh, is this like? Is there was there a gummy bear named named Daddy Bear? Maybe that's it. Maybe this is like a. It's about the gummy bears. Maybe they're trying to say curries, and it's like autocorrecting, like way off. Maybe that's it. Um, we're talking about some of our best dads. Who's your favorite dad? I gotta get the I gotta get the fuck off, Daddy Chat. Yeah, I think it's broken bad. I think it might be a sex thing um, about pork and dads. Uh, I'm not into that. Um, here are some, Trav. Yeah. I'm going to name uh, uh, a word, mm-hmm. and you tell me the best one of those words, like the five best of that word that you can think of. You this know, is the like easiest top, game I've ever played. Top blank that. Uh, something, top oh, blank I gotcha. Somethings, okay. 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 The first word that I rank, want you to rank the top five of is dads. Okay. The daddiest dads? Is that and what I'm doing here? Top five dads. Top five dads. In, uh, we'll go five to first order. Okay. Fifth, uh, that would be Henry Jones Sr. Correct. Griffin, number four. Oh, dads. I was going to do all of them. That's no, all right. Number four, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Congratulations, JGL, on your baby and your your promising movie career. On both sides of the camera lens. Um, number three is Austin Powers Sr. Correct. That's okay. good, too. Okay. Uh, Griffin, number two dad of all time. Number two dad is, of course, French Stewart, also from Third Rock from the Sun. Congratulations, French <laughs> Stewart. You're doing a great job, and we're all thinking about you today. On this year, a special day. Travis McElroy, what is the who is the number one dad of all time? Oh, number one dad. Number one dad. I'm gonna say uh James Bond Sr. Well, I'm gonna say our dad. Have fun oh, at Christmas, damn it. dipshit. Our dad is any... James Bond Sr. and you can't prove otherwise. You're not gonna get any presents this year, Travis. You know that's but what dad bases the present distribution off of. Santa delivers presents, stupid. Santa is an amazing daddy. Santa he is number, like he raised Fred Claus and look how he turned out. Um, this is our vice show. 
<laughs> I don't know why I started saying it like that, like a like a poorly conceived SNL character. But this is our Vice show, where we uh, uh, take your questions and turn them out. Can we like into wisdom? Um, we had a great. I want to say because we haven't recorded a new episode since. Yeah, as you might be able to tell huge, from a little bit of the rust, a little bit yeah, of the rust, huge, the grime, a lot of Paul Rust on this machine. Uh, we're gonna um, get back in the swing of things, but I did want to say a huge thank you to everybody who came out to our uh, New York and DC shows. They were uh, uh, just a hoot and a half, really. We we had a blast, and uh, thanks to the people who um, like thanks to Hodgman. Uh, for coming out and performing in our New York show and 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 still buffering and and sawbones and everybody so the Schmanners everybody who helped make those shows so much fun of course you who came out we really appreciate you yeah um, and as long as we're touching on stuff that we didn't get to talk about uh, I snuck up to Max FunCon West which was as always super fun and the Macroys are going to be at Max FunCon East and there's still a couple of tickets available for that uh, we would like to see you there in September in what may be. Uh, a haunted shining esque hotel in uh, the Poconos uh, in September. We would like to see you there. If you haven't been to Max Funcom before, it's amazing. It's a, it's um, really, really amazing. It's gonna be a hoot. And like literally, all of our like a brood of a, 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 a large chunk of our families will be there. Go to maxfuncom.com right now, and you can come see that. Uh, I have a question for you all, and it comes from one of our listeners. The question goes a little something like this. Brother, whoa, whoa. It, what goes, it goes like this it question. It goes is, like this. I'm a Waluigi. <laughs> I'm a Gondoin. This question's written in a special pervert font. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is all dildos. It's comic sins. <laughs> uh, okay, first question. Brothers, I just sat down to do some work at Starbucks. Um, the guy at the next table is clearly sketching me in his artist notebook. <laughs> Jesus. I really need to get some work done, but it's very distracting. What do I do? I tried giving him a direct stare down, but no luck. He was probably jized about that. Like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, he's giving nice. me, this is much better. And if I do stay here, do I look at the finished product over his shoulder as I leave? And that's from begrudging model in Boston. Holy shit. First off, I wish you'd save this for our live show in Boston next month. This yeah, Dan, this would have been a club banger. Um, here's the thing. The one situation in which this would be acceptable is if you are in Paris. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, how wonderful. It's like that scene in Before Sunset where the guy's like, hello, I made the poem for you, milkshake. And it's like, dude, fucking cool it, please. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like walking around all night. I'm super tired. Can you not poem me right now, bro? Um, there was a dude is- who walked up to me on the streets of Cincinnati and said, for a dollar, I'll do a rap on you. And I gave oh, no. him that dollar. Yeah. And it was not a good rap. Uh-oh. It was no. it was okay, but I don't feel like he really touched on the cornerstones of what makes me me. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, you get what you pay for. Well, yeah, it was rap. a dollar, bud. I mean, yeah. that's true. Say, uh, you should ask if he had a $5 plan available <laughs> with better raps. Is there like a VIP rap that I can pay for where you yeah. really you follow me around for a year and really construct an, an in-depth narrative of my life? How much does it cost for the good rhymes? <laughs> My, Give my, me your dank rhymes. Good, sir. Um, a few ways to combat this. I'm just like thinking of off the top of my head, shine a very bright light in their eyes so they can't draw. Um, if you don't want to be aggressive about it, you could just move your body around a whole lot. So yeah. You can't really get a beat on your angles. Yeah. Just keep turning your head, move your fingers around, because that's the trickiest part, as everyone knows, is fingers. Now, um, while what? you were doing some work at Starbucks, is it possible that you were nude and covering your frame with various fig leaves because if that's yeah. the, if that's the case then um i what think what are you a bowl of fruit what are you question, a bowl of fruit is a good question travis <laughs> what the question asker didn't mention is that the, the work that they were doing in starbucks was modeling they were smizing uh, and they were stretching out like languorously like practicing their form that's a good fucking point justin is if, yeah. they, if they were a model that shit isn't free you can just like walk up to tai tai and just like snap pics because you have to, you actually, guess what? You need to pay tens of thousands of dollars in order to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just snap or draw a model. They work, Here's they what work you fucking do. hard. Here's what you do. While you're working on your screenplay and this dude's drawing you, you start writing a scene in which a guy is drawing you and the scene is about what a jerk he is. 
and then you just slowly turn the screen to him and point at it so he can read it. And if he gets offended, be like, oh, you were drawing me and I was writing you. How's it feel? How's well, it feel, fucking, Picasso? And then you walk out. How job is that they're a comics writer? And like you work, you work the whole time on a word bubble to put over their picture, and then you go over like try to very confidently with the word bubble you cut out, and just like put a word bubble coming in your mouth. It's like what me worry coming <laughs> coming this July from the McElroy brothers. Rent two. It's really <laughs> shitty this time. It's like super duper shitty. Kids, we have a partnership on our hands. You know what I was just thinking about is that this scenario that is being described from this perspective is obviously like. So baffling and insane, right? It's bad. But I bet. But if you look at the inverse of it, you could definitely see the the artist here. You could see like their instructor being like, "It doesn't matter what you're drawing. You just need to get out there and draw." If you're at the cafe, you know, if you're at Starbucks, just whip out your notepad and draw the people around you. Like it's about drawing life. Like they don't really think about the repercussions of the, like that actually doing that. Like, I agree actually, with like, you, Justin. I agree with you right up until the point that they give him a full stare down. And it's just like, hmm, I see you. And at that point, the artist continues to do it. But the artist already started on it. Yeah, and what, is hard, the, what do you want him to do? Put like a, like, like, like a droopy dog face on it? Like, well, no, it wasn't you. Well, it's, no, her, no. it's her hair, but his face, because she stared at me halfway through. Yeah. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Uh, I would love that. Griffin. This one sent in by Level 9000 Yajur Drew Drew Davenport. Sorry, there is a banner ad for an iced caramel macchiato at the top of this Yahoo page. I'm actually going to refresh it. Everybody knows it's from Drew Davenport, right? Okay, I can refresh it. Try and get rid of that ad because it was making my mouth just like... It was just... I, I think I was having cummies. I don't know what that means yet, but I... Uh, you probably you, shouldn't announce that you're having it until you figure out what it is. Okay, it's fair. Um, Yahoo Answers user Ivan asked this one who says, How was Snoop Dogg able to smoke for so long without getting arrested? This is an excellent question if you really ponder ponder it. Because mm-hmm. uh, during E3, the video games, uh, sh- sh- America's premier uh, video games showcase, uh-huh. Which Justin and I covered last week. There was a Battlefield One event where um, all the big uh, names and big celebrities came out to play Battlefield One against each other, and Zac Efron and Jamie Fox were there, and Snoop Dogg was there, and they were talking about how they were going to smoke so much weed while they played Battlefield, and then there was a camera on Snoop Dogg while he smoked weed playing Battlefield, um, and that's like that's not l- legal, right? And yet, and yet, I feel like there's lots of situations where Snoop Dogg's just like. I'm I'm gonna have this weed now, and everyone's like, "That's okay. That's okay for you for you to do." No, okay, I, but wait, it was in California, right? That's True. fair. That's fair. Okay, but to extrapolate, then fucking Willie Nelson rolls up to Austin, and he's like, t- "As long as he's touching the statue of himself on Second Street in Austin, Texas, he can light up the biggest spliff ever." And people are just like, "That's it's him." No, no, he's no, the, Griffin, no, you don't, no, no, no. You don't. You are the one missing it because he's the weed man. He, him, <laughs> he's the weed man. So he's allowed to fucking Fiona Ra- Apple comes and he's, she's gonna play a show for me and my wife in Austin. But on the way, she gets pulled over in town in Texas, has a little bit of weed on her, gets arrested, cancels the show. Well, that's Fiona Apple. If she had a big old box of apples, that would be okay. But the thing is, is is you're missing out that both Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson are so good at weed at this point. They smoke it so good and so fast. The human eye can no longer comprehend that they are smoking weed. So, like, the authorities have been trying to catch Snoop Dogg forever. And they're like, he said he get like, this is like, like, old style gangster, like 1920s level. Like, he told them when he was going to do it, where he was going to do it, how he was going to do it. And this is like, now you see me three. You had everybody was looking at Snoop Dogg. They know he smoked the weed, but when, Griffin? But when? On the camera. There's foot. You don't <laughs> see your moving pictures. There's a moving digital audio. But if you videos. go frame by frame, you never actually see the weed <laughs> touch his mouth. And yet he did it, Griffin. How? Through his fingers? Life. Through his what? Did he put it in his ear? I don't even know. The thing about it is, if you do anything hard enough, eventually they're just going to let you. Yeah. Like my best example of this is Don Rickles. Don Rickles has been doing racist jokes for so for long very, for quite a long that time that he huh? is the only person literally in the country that could just like drop it like 
any like whatever yeah like re like stuff that i can't even pretend to do as a joke here in like a pastiche of mr rickles distinctive comedy like because i would be literally crucified on a cross to death yes everybody looks at don he's like that's how don do that's and just, like, you but that's just, just don't. It. he just did it so hard nobody can stop him how what happened with mr um chong that he did get arrested for weed right but so like when did he fall out like is there only room for three people at the top <laughs> at, the, at the top of the ladder I, or it's just like it's like the purge 24 7 for them and Griffin, and i'll pay you this Chong picture got bumped down off of it i think you mean the purge 420 <laughs> this is how it went I, there was a rookie cop first day on the job first day on the beat and like when they're having their morning cop meeting their morning staff meeting first day cop goes hey, shouldn't we arrest Tommy Chong? And everyone went, well, we can't. We can't do that. And he said, why not? And the, everybody else went, uh, it, it, well, huh. What? A, hey, everybody, why haven't we arrested Tommy Chong? <laughs> um, he got arrested. He was selling a lot of paraphernalia, a lot. And he went to jail for nine months. And that's f- fucking ridiculous. Um, but according to Google... He lost. He forfeited about one hundred twenty thousand dollars in assets. Paid a fine of twenty thousand dollars. This combined loss of one hundred and forty k. But he also had to give up his internet domain name of TommyChong.com. Let's just why what? what? Yeah, I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was a thing that the America could take away from you. Like, so sorry, but it's gone now. You can't have TravisMcElroy.com anymore. You can't have it. Wait, you why? Sm- you sold too many bongs, Mr. Chong. And so, oh, that rhymes. That's fun. Have you ever thought about that, Mr. Chong? Anyway, nine months. Give me your URL, yoink. <laughs> back to back to GoDaddy you go. Whoosh. Like throwing a fish back in the ocean. Wait, wait hold on. Is TommyChong.com available for purchase? Well, now it redirects to his Facebook page. Oh, well. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> um... Anyway, Snoop Dogg is. I, I'm the not gonna play. I'm not gonna. His uh, page is a link to uh, uh, his new product line, which is, of course, you guessed it, Chong's Choice Vaporizers. <laughs> if you're gonna vape, vape with Chong. Um, I believe I will. Thank you. Listen, I'm not. No, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Legalize it. Go fucking yes, please, please, please. I'm just saying. Like, I was at the event. I was at that battlefield event. I smelled the dupe. I smelled the duper. Like, I smelled the duper. I was like, huh, that's weird. And later I found out the source of the duper. I was like, that makes a, um, very much sense. And But you, you, can just, think that- you can just do it if you're, if you're one of these three people. I hope that they're able to put a stop to this menace. <laughs> let's, let's do a new question. Uh, by the way, uh, someone sent us a scoreboard from that celebrity match. And who was at the top? You guessed it. Mr. Snoop Dogg. Maybe you can only arrest him if his KD starts jumping. Because, like, you can't legal. There's a uh, well, a conviction wouldn't hold up because look how fucking bad he's no scoping everybody yeah. constantly. How, uh, that, how did Zach Afron do? Because that dude was fucking blazed out of his gourd. Uh, he's still he playing. Did, he did pretty good too, from what I heard. That dude was Zambonied. <laughs> um, we are uh, we're going to ask another question right now. I live in a small apartment in Brooklyn, New York, with two roommates, one of whom uses an excessive amount of toilet paper. Okay, just getting a text message here from my father. Can't can't mute it because it's Father's Day, and if he needs me, I your thought he was in the room. Fiction. You're a dad too, so it cancels out. That's true. Good point. I live in a small apartment in Brooklyn, New York, with two roommates, one of whom uses an excessive amount of toilet paper. I'm not exaggerating when I say that she alone goes through at least two rolls alone in one day. No, you are exaggerating when you say that, because that's if that's true, then this person would be dead just from like all the fluid in their body being absorbed out of them by toilet she paper. Might be, she might be coneheads eating it. Uh, I. It's not just that I'm curious about what she does with the toilet paper. I'm sick of riding 10 stops on the subway every week with 24 rolls of TP because she never buys her own. It's gotten to the point where I'm hiding my own secret TP so as not to be caught with my pants down, so to speak. How can I get her to use a reasonable amount of TP as from feeling shitty in the big city? I'm a little bit disappointed that you have already gotten to buy your own secret toilet paper. Yeah. Because that was going to be my opening salvo. Absolutely, it was going to be my opening salvo. Now now I'm at like... um Get a little toilet paper sized toolbox for yourself. You can probably fit three or four rolls in there and then put like a combination lock on it. Mm-hmm. And then write like Gerald's Dookie box. 
on the top. Uh, that, see, that's too perfect. A TP fiend like this is going to find that instantly, and they're going to bring their own lock picks or they're going to crack it. I say you have to hide it in plain sight. Can you make uh, curtains out of toilet paper in the bathroom? So, like, when you need a fix, it's, like, right there. And she's like, where does she get these wonderful toys? And yeah. which, By which I mean toilet paper. Um, and you'll, you'll know your secret stash. It's right there in plain view. Two rolls in one day? Yeah, I mean, I'm still very much with you there, Travis, at the first. Like, it's hard for me to mount that first sentence. This is like American Ninja Warrior, only it starts off with the 12-and-a-half-foot wall, and I just yeah. am having a really hard time scaling it so I can take on the other challenges on the course. That, is- that person alone is going through an entire package of toilet paper in, like, two weeks. What the fuck? I'm is- worried. This is um, one of the problems with our nation's hangups about not discussing this kind of thing in public because maybe this person's just using a giganto wad because they think about this for a second. Okay. Unless somebody told you, like, at what point in your life, if you're using, like, a giganto wad of toilet paper every time you beamed, and or or number one, Mm -hmm. um, if you're using, like, a giganto wad... Who would ever tell you you don't need that much? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a life coach for this kind of thing. There's probably someone out there using one square who's going to listen to this like, oh, fuck. I'll be, I'll listen. I'll, I'll, I could use more squares. I'll put the tiger on the table and yell at it. Fucking first time I saw this Charmin commercial, it was like, it's so good. You only need two squares. I was like, is that? Hey, every, <laughs> I looked at everybody in the room. I was like, hey, everyone, is that the normal amount of squares? Cause I do, I'll be. I don't use a giganto wad, but I was using at that point maybe six or seven. Cause I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want there to be any bre- uh, breach. And I like so, use enough that I can trick myself into not feeling like I'm using my hand to wipe myself. Right. Which, like, by the way, let's sidestep this whole question and say, get like a dope ass bidet installed and do things in the Japanese style, which would fix everything. Oh, yes. Um. Uh. I mean, you'd still need to. You would need like at least one to two squares just for a courtesy white but is this i don't i hope this isn't too blue because i said i was going to put the tiger on the table and we need to confront some stuff uh as a nation because this person alone is going to like take down hey do you remember sequoias they used to exist because but then melissa just went ham with her beamers and her onesies this is called the melissa park it's where the sequoias used to be and now it's just oh, Melissa's deforested. This is butt. good. You you confront Melissa and you say you can keep using as much toilet paper, but every month you have to plant a new tree. You like you, Melissa. <sighs> this is like when you cut down a tree, you got to plant two. Like Melissa needs to start doing that. You need to find so, an area for Melissa to plant trees. And then someone sees Melissa planting like six trees, and she's like, "I don't know, Chipotle, right?" <laughs> It's a rough week. I went on a cruise. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, okay? Oh, man. Um, How do you start this dialogue? I think I you can start it with, like, I'm not mad. I'm extremely worried about you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be mad also. I can be both. I'm, I'm mad and worried about both of you pretty much constantly. Um, I'll tell you the truth at this point. Melissa... Melissa is not there's a good chance Melissa is not aware of where the toilet paper is coming from like she doesn't second guess it she just uses it up and then there's more because you keep going and getting it and if you went to Melissa yeah Yeah. and if you went to Melissa and we're like hey straight up you're using way too much way too fast and like I have to go somebody has to go get it something's got to give Melissa yeah you gotta stop eating this like conehead's pasta you have to be better, Melissa. You have, have to be better. Hey, how's Could, your how's your plumbing situation, gang? How's the how's the pipes like at this house? Cuz I bet they're not great. I bet it's not no. a not great scene. Yeah, I have to buy toilet paper every day, every waking day of my life. And also we spend $700 on plumbing every day. And my so whole it, neighborhood is flooded constantly. The utilities are not great here in Atlantis. I think that you should 
I think that you should brick over the bathroom door. I think you should cask of Amontillado your own bathroom. Hmm. And then mm-hmm. when this person says, uh, I'd like to use the bathroom, please, you say, we've never had a bathroom. Uh-huh. That would be very expensive. Not everybody in New York can afford, afford a bathroom. And you start going to the bathroom and whatever establishment will have you. It's New York. There's a lot of different places with bathrooms. And you're going to have to make that sacrifice if you really want to stop buying TP. It's your only option. Mm-hmm. Or you just fucking play the most high stakes game of chicken ever, and you don't buy TP anymore. You tell your other mate, no more buying TP. It's going to be a lean week. You say to them, giving your good, <laughs> giving your good roommate fair warning, but not telling your bad roommate anything. And your bad roommate, you'll be like, "Where, uh, where's toilet claws?" And you say, "What the fuck did you just say?" You know, toilet claws. He brings new TP every day. So I can use a big ginormo wad to feel comfortable. And you Sometimes say, I just throw some away just so he'll come back. Hey, hold on a second. Something just occurred to me. Hmm? You live with two roommates, and one of them uses an excessive amount of toilet. One of them is toilet claws. What kind of Hercule Poirot work <laughs> did you have to conduct to decipher exactly which one of the roommates was using an incongruous amount of toilet paper. What what sort of like I mean w- the CSI stuff had to happen. The there. only thing that makes sense is you go in to the the junk room and you unspool one of those one of those bad boys and you count each square and then you wait for the trap to be sprung. And then when you come back and there's no toilet paper anywhere in the house anymore mm-hmm. after one bathroom visit from somebody, that was the one who did it. I put a human hair across this toilet paper. Uh, also, the toilet has flooded the entire city. Then it was <laughs> that one who did that did the thing that was so bad. Could yeah. you start using more toilet paper? Could you somehow fix this problem by amping up your toilet paper to like even like twice what this person is doing. I'm talking about if you're mowing through four rolls a day until they're forced to start buying their own rolls of toilet paper, maybe they'll like start the conversation with you. If you're looking for like an easy way to get into it, say, okay, I'll make you a deal. How about we all come back to one roll per day? And that that way, at least you're cutting them in half, right? Like that's progress. I I would also argue that one roll a day is still excessive, still but quite a better. Bit. Quite a bit. Is this what that song Big Yellow Taxi's about? <laughs> this Yahoo was sent in by Christopher Lamp. Thank you, Christopher. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Consumer who asks, why can't we grow burger in tree? Why can't we grow burger in tree? What? <sighs> why, can't we, why can't we grow burger in tree? Well, no, again. Why can't we grow burger and tree? It's a, it's you read it and you think, well, this is just goofy. But then you think about like, we got fucking soylent now. We got fucking, you know, to real life tobacco. Like things are happening in the science space. Why can't we grow burger? Why can't we grow burger and tree? So, in Big Top Pee Wee, mm-hmm. there was definitely a bush that grew hot dog like cocktail franks. Yes. Is that anything? Is that something? <laughs> Does that get us closer to why can't we grow burger and tree? Oh, the question is, are we trying to grow fully constructed burgers? Is it okay if it's in pieces and you put it together yourself? Yeah, yeah. Can it be so a want... bun tree, a burger tree? In this fucking f- fantasy world that we've created for ourselves where burger grow in tree, we still mm-hmm. got to do a little bit of work. We still We can't get, you know... The, yeah, the, we still gotta cook the meat. For example, I'm just saying that science could probably tackle this easier if we're willing to do it in pieces rather than trying to grow fully formed, constructed, grilled. Bur- are the burgers growing grilled? Okay, do we now, still need to this grill is actually them? An excellent point, Travis. Because it, let's say we did grow burger in tree. Okay. Okay. Let, okay. All right. Try to think of an optimal point at which you would like a, a hamburger blossom to emerge, right? Yeah. If it emerged fully 
done and patted out. It probably doesn't have the toppings you want on it. It would take forever to to GMO yes. the the right toppings for everybody. So that's oh, and out. it would have to it would have to be designer for everybody. The cost of that would be astronomical. Yeah. If it grew hot, mm. you would have to pluck that baby right when it was fresh, True. or else you're going to be eating a stale old hamburger, which as anybody can tell you is terrible. Yeah. If you grow them at their uncooked point, mm. then you're talking about like a child sitting underneath the shade of their uh, 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 favorite burger tree. And then all of a sudden, like they're just reading and then like just all meat falls <laughs> in their Like yeah. all rotten meat falls in their head. That's not a good uh, Now, devil's advocate, there is grosser stuff currently growing in trees right now this minute than old meat. I'm talking about old an old crab apple falls on your head and just splanches down there and ruins the book you're reading. Hello. You're saying that's worse than a yeah, big slimy I'm not going to go with you on this one, Griffin. Yeah, no way. No way. That's a, the worst a thing. A big old durian fruit falls out of a tree, okay, hits the ground, yeah. splonk. How's the worst smell? It's not, not ideal. Maybe the answer is we go underground and we grow a root them vegetable. like potatoes. Yes. So that way they're kept safe by the earth and you pull them up and maybe they're already foil wrapped. <laughs> you plant them foil wrapped. Hear me out. Okay. You plant the bulbs foil wrapped so that when I, the burger forms uh, under the ground, it's already foil wrapped and ready for your consumption. You don't I, need to worry about worms or nothing. You guys are, t you guys are taking a, and it's fun and we're having a really great time, but you guys are taking like a Harry Potter fucking labyrinth fucking fantasy approach to this well meanwhile i'm over here like googling just to make sure that the science is the science is like real on this one and or it could be in my lifetime you know what i mean like i'd like maybe yeah. we could be like a oh, little bit shit. more respectful of the what's up trav i i've got it as long as we're willing to bend our our kind of concept of burger a little bit a black bean burger it's right there it's already now Vegetable we're base. See, now we're cooking with gas. This is good. This is good progress. Bread right? is what is what it, what am what am bread even? Wheat. Hello. Wheat. Hello. Put some of the right. put some of that DNA in there. We grow the tomatoes in slice form. DNA is in everything. And yeah. it informs what the thing is. Right now I'm looking at a cup, right? I'm looking at a cup and it's full of water. Obviously, the water DNA is just H2O. Like we've we already cracked that one. Yeah. The human DNA exactly. is like so complex and they won't figure that out um, until they, you know, stem cells is like good. Um, but I'm looking at the cup right now and the cup is just like, there's what are its, t what are its tea cags at? And that's the, mm -hmm. those are the letters that make up DNA. Cause if maybe if a few of them were different, it would be um, speakers, uh, uh, which is another thing that I'm just looking at right now. Or if there were a lot more of the DNA and they were in like a really specific place, it would be Griffin. It would be me. Exactly. The cup would be, be me. So, so like I'm saying we take the seed and we put some of the wheat DNA, we put some of the black bean DNA, we put some of the mayonnaise DNA. That one's going to be tricky, but, um, and then that, there it is. Bob's your uncle. Is it, but is plant-based the way to go? Because we could splice that DNA with, say, like a fish, and we end up with like a, a burger-shaped fish or a fish-shaped burger. Um, and, and maybe you're going to get more of the, you know, the proteins, more of the actual, like, goodness from, like, if you had... I don't know, like a, 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 a you splice it with maybe like a rat or something I don't, like that. Yeah, yeah a burger no, 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 rat. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's horrible. Let's stick with the let's let's keep it edible, huh? But what I don't like about the in, including I mean, to be fair, rats are edible. I mean, I'm just, including animal matter in the thing. I don't want to look up at a tree and see like a bunch of these guys just swinging around because because right. they would be alive. It's like you'd walk to to continue oh, that's the too analogy. with a chance of meatball shit. Yeah. Well, it would be like. Cloudy with a chance of horror when you look mm -hmm. up, and all of these burgers are definitely alive, right? Because they're connected to the tree, and the tree is just like uh, a tree is basically just fruit placenta. Yeah. Um, and these guys would be just like flipping around, flopping around. So you're under the under the tree, uh, reading your reading a book, and then but then there would be like just little yells, just little 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 yelling sounds. I I. We were really quick to dismiss this, but I feel like we needed to do a little bit of table setting before we even discuss the the practicality of this. So I have a question for you two, and I want you to answer me honestly. Okay. Uh -huh. And uh, 90s kids will love this one. Did you ever play in a burger? What? 
did you ever plan a burger? I I hmm. haven't. No. Huh. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? You just sort of took science at face value. You know, Gregor Mendel would have planted a hamburger because he wasn't satisfied with understanding DNA yeah. as well as we do today. He couldn't do that. He didn't have that luxury. So he had to start from ground zero. Number two was peas, AGTC, loving it. Like yeah. just learning, learning, growing, uh-huh. setting the standard. But before that, before, before that, before that. Directly before earlier that day, the one you people don't tell you about is he planted a burger. And people are like, are you sure? And he's like, I don't know. But it starts with a question, doesn't it? Three, two, one, contact. You know? How? Three, two, one, contact, exactly. <laughs> Bloodhound gang. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Travis gets it. 90s kids, did you ever plan a hamburger? How about um, how about this television show that the three of us are unconsciously writing together right now? And it is the knack or the nick. These these doctors have <laughs> the a knick knack. These these doctors have a knack for killing people. Um, but it's like that where it's just like early science days, early science days, pre X ray, just figuring the shit out. Um, but instead of like doctors, just like I bet I can get that heart out of there, plum quick. Oops, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, it's <laughs> Gregor Mendel, and he's like, I need. I would like two burgers, and <laughs> so far, if most of this, some of the stuff you put in the ground, you get more of it out, guys. Duh, burger. I would ground. like a sh- like kind of a montage of him like cutting a burger in half and floating it in a jar of water and looking for like roots. Just like where is wa- it? Where the root? Oh, it needs more sunshine. And the show would be called The Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Gregor Mendel Mendel planting things. Well, that wouldn't be the only, that wouldn't be the only dumb experiment he does. But it would be that's an episode right there. That's an episode that right that one writes itself. Or maybe it's like Gregor Mendel's brother, and you like make Gregor Mendel a character who keeps coming in going, stop, just stop. What are you doing? Just stop. And then like the series finale, spoiler, is like he does it and something grows. And you see like a little shoot of green credits. Mm. Um, I think that this is like... The, coming soon it. to CISO. Coming soon to CISO. The dick. <laughs> Why, hey, um, are we married to that name? Yeah. So are I you think... are you married to the dick? Oh, you know I'm married to the dick. <laughs> I already got the Twitter handle. It's the dick on Showtime. I was very optimistic about it. We pan up, lights up on Sander Mendel, and he is planting hamburgers everywhere. French fries, yeah, those worked. So he starts with French fries, and he's like, okay, definitely these do work. So <laughs> next up, maybe I'm gonna try. A hamburger. And you're probably laughing at him, but there's probably somebody home is like, I wonder how this is going to shake out. They now wouldn't have made a- the show if there wasn't some end game to this. Episode two, Gregor Mendel ties a phone to a balloon so he can talk to God. <laughs> no, Gre- this, we're talking about Sander Mendel. His little brother. brother. Oh, brother. yes. He's His good. Idiot He's great, too. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. I'm imagining sort of a... Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt mixed with French Stewart kind of like has the good the pretty boy looks but also the great comic timing and the fucking bad Wait, boy which one are we talking about because they're both funny and they're both adorable and that fucking bad boy body <laughs> so the first shot we have a shirtless Sandor Mendel and he's <laughs> grabbing whatever detritus he can fit into the ground he's not even using a shovel he's so excited he is sh- about this he new is shirt- project he's shirtless though right shirtless oh, and kind of oiled up and he's shirtless but he's like digging he's been digging in the ground you and, know what i mean and we're talking it's a hard he, it's a hard one shirtless he's and we're talking it. primo daddy yeah oh yeah 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 i'm thinking the forums ace. are gonna light up over this one yeah, they're, they're going to love it. If we're picking a scars guard for this role, we're definitely going to go with like an Alexander over Stellan, if Got you it. know what I'm saying to yeah. you. Got it. Yeah, a slice of man pie. <laughs> An episode, the final episode of the first season is he plants his own dick. And what happens is he's like, well, other things grow, please. Yeah. Please just this once. And then and then that one comes out and then we the three showrunners get on Twitter like <laughs> and that's why we called it that. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> we had a plan the whole time. You guys, have a, you a, guys gotta a trust me by once. We have seven seasons of this shit. 
the only problem is we've really we've gotten ahead of the guy writing the dick novels and so he's not or we're in un, by season two we are completely in undiscovered country yeah. at this point it is completely playing by our own rule but book. you know i actually kind of like that justin because the problem was everything we did in season one people would sit there and go like i could tell you exactly what's going to happen or like that was different than it was in like the third chapter of the eighth book and it's like okay we're just we're making a separate art piece this i know that different. it's based on a thing but this is a different entity um we should have gone to the money zone about 10 minutes ago our timing is a bit off this time gang that's all right. Griffin, take us there. Okay, let me throw the lever. <laughs> Are we there? Yeah, we're here. How is it? Uh, not good so far. It's kind of a slow introduction. My brother, my brother, me is supported in part by Casper. We've talked about Casper before. Are you guys aware of Casper? You know, beds. Not. You Love know how beds. sometimes mattresses suck? You know. They're all lumpy. Most they got the, springs in them or whatever. Most of the time, they, they're not. Right? Good. Not from Casper. I sleep on a Casper mattress every night. And it's like, uh, let's see. What can I say? A realistic comparison that people would understand. It's like sleeping on a giant's dream. <laughs> Is that what it's like? It's exactly like that. And they've got a risk-free trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on Casper for 100 days and it's delivered to you free in the U.S. and Canada, and it's got painless returns, which is great because I'm sick of returning things and people like, you know, making me like walk on coals and like stabbing me with needles to like return the shirt I got at Target. Sure, and, yeah. And it comes to you in a box, and you cut open the plastic, and it like phoom, unfolds open like a giant version of those little capsules you used to put in warm water, and they would unfold into a spaceman. It's oh, yeah. like that, but a mattress you can sleep on. It's every person's dream. And right now, there's a special offer uh, for listeners of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase if you go to casper.com slash mybrother and use the co- promo code mybrother, all one word. Terms and conditions apply. I assume those terms and conditions are like comfy and sleepiness. Yeah, if you look at the bottom of the like the paperwork, it just says comfy sleepiness on it. So yeah. that should be so, good. So go check that out, casper.com slash mybrother, promo code mybrother, all one word. What else we got, Griffin? We got this one for Blue Apron, guys. Blue Apron. Blue Apron's the I, best. I know of Blue Apron. Um, uh, we talk about it all the time. All three of us use Blue Apron. It literally changed my life. It taught me how to cook. I cook a couple times a week now. Um, here's the deal. They send you the ingredients that you need, fresh amazing ingredients uh to cook uh however many meals you sign up for in a week they have various options uh based on your dietary habits and they are incredible um you can get stuff like ramen noodles you can get uh, uh fresh heirloom tomatoes um what are, what are some of the oh here's some of the, the meals that are available in june you got spicy korean rice cakes with snow peas and pea shoots you got sweet chili ponzu catfish and green beans with coconut ginger rice you got new england style salmon rolls with roasted potatoes and chives we um uh what i really like about blue apron is we're signed up we get three meals every week um, if you're going to be out of town for a week, you just get online and go to the website and say, hey, I got to skip next week. And they don't send you next week. It's not a big deal. I had to do that for E3 last week, and I was heartbroken to not get the delicious meals that were, were sent to our door. Um, sure, yeah. I was so excited about Blue Apron. I was sad I was not going to be in town to cook. That is how balling Blue Apron is. Anyway, um, if you go check out this week's menu, you can get your first two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. Again, blueapron.com slash my brother. I am not being hyperbolic. This is not fucking corporate shilling. That shit is amazing, and you should do it and learn to cook and get better at cooking. Okay. You sold me. Sure. I got to read the tagline. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I'm in. Sign me up. Justin, do you have a personal message? Just kidding, Travis. I already get Blue Apron. Did you see, though? That's a kind of realistic emotion that i, I believed every second of it justin you had me i got a message from mason and this is for autry johnson and the message reads this if the fox jumps where the tigers play the fox will break its back and this is preferred to air before the third blood moon yeah but dig it dig it dig it dig it yeah <laughs> we made it just barely i think I hope Autry and listens to this in time. I hope, I hope Autry is not a couple episodes behind or else we missed it. Uh, usually, 
we get an email message to ask us if a Jumbotron message is too weird to read. It is a shockingly frequent occurrence. Did not get a heads up on this yeah. one. Yeah. And now, so and now I'm worried that Max, Max Fun HQ knows something we do not know that this is not an activation. I'm worried that we just like read a coded like Dark Brotherhood contract and there's somebody sure. out that, well, Autry Johnson heard this and was like, Fox jumps with the Tigers, but oh, okay, Judge Lancito, it is. <laughs> I hope we got. I hope we got the intonation right then. Yeah, uh, I hope we sure. didn't accidentally put the hit out on Ito. Swap a word somewhere, and all of a sudden Ito's going down. Tigers so, is uh, capitalized. I don't know if that does that does matter. That matter? Does that matter? I got a message from JBW for MJB, and it reads, "Happy first anniversary of the coolest, hottest." Video games husbu in the whole world. Our surprise wedding was the longest con of 2015, and I'm glad we're working to regain the trust of our loved ones in 2016. My life with you is more awesome than I ever imagined life could be, and I love you with all of my heart. Uh, and that is so sweet. And you know what the sweetest part about this is? What's that? We got it in the exact right window. So there. My bet there is that's because JBW bought this six months in advance, as we have instructed all folks to do. So um, JB... I still, every so often combing through those old emails, get a, hey, today is my brother's birthday. Can you say something? Holler Not at, how that holler works. Holler at your boy. Um, JBW. MJB, congratulations on your love, on your punctuality, on your foresight, and on your love. New to Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if it's not clear... This is a comedy podcast. Beef out. I ran into a friend in the library today while studying and mentioned in passing that I was hungry. He offered me some chips, which I accepted. Then he pulled a family-sized bag of potato chips out of his bag, set it down on my desk, and said, here you go, and then walked to sit at a table at the opposite end of the room from me. Oh, shit. My question is, how much of this bag of chips am I allowed or supposed to eat? At what point do I return the bag to him? That's from Delaney. This is hysterical, and I don't think this person got what this person just did to you. They... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, ter- they turned you into um, a legendary, like, mythic figure in this library of, like, oh, man, Dr. Munch is back. <laughs> How was your book? Yeah, How was he your- sat there. He munched for six hours. How was the library? Not good. I was reading a book and I was getting super into it, but then Dr. Munch rolled around and you know how hard it is to focus. When he, yeah. <laughs> when Munch uh, comes to town. When Munch comes to town, starts just, just chowing down on his Casey Masterpiece flavored lays. Um, and, and just bemoaning as he walks around, I don't even like the Casey Masterpiece lays. Where, oh, where is my friend? Has anyone seen my friend? That's weird. He left me with this burden. That would be weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird also that you were hungry and your friend was like, do you want some chips? And your friend had no obvious chips, no extant chips. And you're like, yeah. 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 I'll, yeah I you're, you're saying this, this question asker should have been like, you don't have any chips. <laughs> <laughs> Prove I it. No, I see no chips. Is what this kind some of kind of running? goof? This is, this is what? A, oh fuck! This rules. This is like the best prank. This is the best question we've maybe ever gotten. Here's why: A, it made me very happy. B, library is no place for chips. That's great. Just the ju- juxtaposition is really <laughs> crinkly wonderful. bag, crunchy C, chip. Yeah, bad all around. C, you got a bunch of free chips. That's excellent, and that's arguably the best thing. Like, there's some bad stuff that happened too, but like, hang your hat on the fact that you ended this transaction with a bunch of a whole <laughs> bunch of free chips, and that's great. D, it's yeah, a very those are the best pranks, by the way. Yeah, the pranks where it's like this was funny, but I still ended up with something positive out of it. Yes, right, for sure. D, D, oh, that's what I like about punk. Is it's like ah, we got you, but you're not really gonna die. Like, and you, you get like to hang small, out with Ashton Kutcher all day. You're Ashton welcome. D, yeah, it's kind of like a small scale improv anywhere exercise. Now, D. If this was a prank, it was possibly the greatest prank of all time. It was the most, it's the, it's a very abstract 
form of embarrassment. You have a very large bag of chips in a place where those shouldn't be. Although really, gang, I would challenge anyone to think about a place where it'd be acceptable to just like go hog on a big old family-sized bag of baked lays by yourself. Like there is no, like what what's the what's the place on earth with like the least amount of civil, like a baseball game? Still, no, put the big bag away. There are smaller bags that are made for this occasion. Quick. The way I can prove it's a prank is uh, no one puts a family-sized bag of chips into their bag that was not planning their afternoon around eating those chips. Like you you don't just like just yeah. in case bring along a family-sized bag of Casey and, and then, Masterpiece Lays. And if you were, you don't hand them off and then lose contact with them. Right. You're, you're mama birding that shit to make sure you get it back for your planned chip feast later you, on that afternoon. You, you have got it on an emotional tether at all times. Like, are, we, are, are we all three assuming, sorry, real quick, are we all three assuming that this bag was unopened when delivered to said friend? If not, then I just, I know... Because this question actually seems like a, just a really solid, sturdy person. They would have said, uh, put that back in your bag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't need, I don't, I'm not going to eat your big open bag of chips. Thank you. Those could be very old. I have, uh, one of the things about having a almost two year old living in my house now is that if a package is returned to the cupboard, then when I extract it from the cupboard and start enjoying it, say I'm uh, about to enjoy some goldfish, um, a lot of times I'll get an unopened, uh, or I'll get a pre-opened package out of the cupboard and I'll begin enjoying it and I'll notice my wife give me kind of like a side eye, like, oh, that's, oh, okay. And I'll ask her like, what's up? And she'll inform me that my daughter had um, licked some of them or jammed too many in her mouth and put them back in the bag. Cool, cool. So it's like, to me, in my house, if I see something opened, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it away. That's a, that is marked to be thrown away in the garbage later. Because there's no way I'm going to try, try to like s pan for that kind of gold. No, thank you. You don't have like a, an idea of like how to get the sticky stuff out? Like what you don't have, a, you don't have. A, do you mean? You know, you reach in and you touch it, and it's obviously which ones have been baby mouthed, and so you don't eat those ones. I don't see what the big. Well, deal I'll tell is. you what, Griffin. When uh, you come uh, uh, to, well, to Huntington, no, next, I appreciate I'll have the you fucking protein, my fucking snacks, yeah, and and just plink out the ones that my baby ate. Well, you don't need me. You could get like a sandpiper or something. Oh, and you just, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Pour them out in a bowl, and you say, "Mr. Sandpiper, go for it." And that sandpiper will get the good ones out. Of course, then you'll have to contend with the. Sand fleece. Maybe I could dump them all out in a single layer, turn off all the lights, and then spray them with luminol. Yeah. And then the ones that reacted to the luminol, but I could safely dispose of. Not just any, not just any luminol. Sour cream and chives luminol. <laughs> CSI baby touching. So that's kind of like a treat to me at the end, right? Because it's like, well, well, I had to spray these all with luminol, but at least it, they are zesty. What, what if you spread them out and you spray luminol all over them, and then you put a black light over them, and it spells out "Happy Father's Day, Daddy. I love you so much." <laughs> Oh my God, baby geniuses! You didn't even think about baby geniuses' craft work. Do you ever think about whether or not Charlie's a baby genius? But I'm not saying smart. I mean, like, can talk. In the movie, can talk when you're not around. To dogs, can dance, can break dance, can dance, can, can break dance, can steal the Constitution with Nick Cage. Can understand complex humor and satire. Does have a, oh sorry, um, Trav. Yeah. Are you, mm, if I could just have a moment of your time away from the podcast. Um, were you, for a second, implying that in the film Baby Geniuses, there was, and I believe I'm quoting you directly, complex humor and satire in the yeah, Baby it, Geniuses films? Oh, I mean, if you look at it, Justin, I think it's supposed to be that they made an inverse in which the babies act more adults and the adults act more childish, and it's kind of turning our whole society on its ear. Um, so I think when viewed through that lens, you will find that the Baby Genius movie, which admittedly I have not seen, uh, is a real cutting commentary on the American government. Um, okay, Trav, uh, uh -huh. if you could, maybe you could go through sort of precedent for me and name some other <laughs> comedies that were, you know, real thinkers, like really challenging material yeah, 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 yeah. that feature, featured prominently um, little people pretending to be babies with babies' heads superimposed over. I'm going to say that's uh, Baby's Day Out. Um, Did not happen in that movie. That was a real baby. 
Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, what was it? Rugrats? The live action Rugrats that they made that was never released in America. Oh, right. The Jap- the uh, the Japanese Rugrats with live babies. Yeah. Uh, that was little people with baby supers imposed over them. Um, and also, uh, the how did that not scrub the baby geniuses project when they're in their first pre-pro meeting and one person's like, I got one way we could do it. How did someone say like, well, we have to come up with a better way than that, or we can't make this film. I'm sorry, Doug, what the fuck did you just say? We can't get make out. the film because the the one way we have to do it is the absolute yeah. pit. Obviously, in the first focus test, somebody was just like, "I just hate this." Oh man, <laughs> I just I just really hate looking at this. I I, I saw the, the the concept art and I hated that, and then I saw some of the stills and I hated that the most. And you've got two whole hours on on celluloid for this. So how, hey. how did this? Excuse me, producers. How did this get made? Well, uh, we shot ninety percent of it except for that, and we kept thinking we'd come up with a better answer other than superimposing baby heads onto adult little people's bodies. Um, and we didn't. And then we were kind of pot committed. I so a, like, I have a question that will consume the rest of your days and the rest of the days of the listeners of the show. So if you would like to not listen to this question, just skip ahead 30 seconds. But if you're a little person performer and you are performing as one of the baby geniuses and you know that your face will be superimposed over with a baby's face. What do you do with your face while you are performing? <laughs> there, are several, there are several different options. Each one is worse than the one before it. It is a Russian nesting doll of just like existential horror of like, what do you do with your face? There, While there, you are performing as the baby body. There had to be one actor who like committed face to match what they were doing as though it would not be superimposed with a baby face. While all the actors were like, can you fucking believe Doug? Can you believe Doug? He's doing baby faces. Like, what uh, the fuck, Doug? By the way, I I want to make it 100% clear. I lay no blame at the fault of the the little people that performed in this film as the babies, you get that money and you make Hollywood pay for what they've done to you for generations. I'm with you on that. I stand in unity. I'm just curious. What did you do with your face <laughs> the whole time? Because there's like blank. Is that good? <laughs> it's just like good? complete deadpan. Just, just like deadpan? Buster Keaton's stone face. Like, could you smile? Why? Why? Uh, why so, would I? Exactly. Give me a reason to smile ever again, and I'll light up this room with these pearly whites. Uh, so that's going to do it for us here on My Brother, My Brother, Me. We hope you've had a lot of fun uh, listening to the program. Uh, we, we sure have had a lot of fun talking to you for this past hour. Uh, we love you very much. Uh, and uh, thank you, as always, for for listening. You're, you're a real champ. Um, um, I have a fun thing that I'm going to be doing that I wanted to... Make sure everyone knew about coming up uh, this Friday, the 24th, uh, Geek and Sundry, uh, along with uh, Smart Girls of the Party, Amy Poehler's uh, project, is doing a 24-hour variety show live streaming to benefit uh, the Muscular Dystrophy Charity, MDA. Um, and I'm going to be performing in the first hour of it starting at 7 p.m., and I want everybody to like check that out. I don't have the... 7 p.m. what time zone? Oh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Friday night. Um, I don't have the URL yet, but I will be tweeting it and pushing it, and I want everybody to come check that out. So do that. It's going to be fun. Um, uh, I want to thank Sean Roderick and Long Winters for use for our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's a wonderful album you should go listen to. And hey, go to MaximumFun.org and go listen to some other podcasts on the network that we belong to, which is Maximum Fun, because it's a great network, and you're going to love all the programs on there. I'm talking about shows like Getting Curious, Talking about shows like Stop Podcasting Yourself. Talking about shows like Judge Sean Hodgman. All these great shows and more, all at MaximumFun.org. Or you can find all the podcasts that we do and all the video stuff that we do at uh, McElroyShows.com. Uh, I also wanted everyone to know uh, we're doing that live show in Boston, and we are working on a new poster for that that is going to just blow all of you away. It's going to knock your socks so far off. Yeah, really excited. You won't ever find them again. Uh, is that it? Anything else? 
Uh, real quick, because we haven't recorded it again since it happened, uh, I want to say a big congratulations to our friend Lin-Manuel Miranda for his uh, multiple Tony wins. Uh, congratulations, Lynn. Many Tonys. I look, I look forward to holding that Tony and seeing how fast I can make the little medallion spin a dream come true. I look forward to snapping that out when you're not looking, Lynn, and then taking it home for the world's most radical pog slammer. The world's most radical and the world's world's most prestigious Tony Boney Pog Slammer. <laughs> they call him Tony Boney, and he's the best <laughs> slammer around. <laughs> Who you got on your pogs today, Alf? Huh, that's neat. Plinks, patang, patang. They're mine now, idiot. Should have known better. This thing's heavy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and prestigious as shit. It's super it's- prestigious, but more importantly, it slams like a motherfucker. Lynn is right now is looking at his Tonys. He does have more than one. <laughs> I could, I, I could spare one. one. I could spare one. Uh, break one of these bad boys down. This is a Yahoo. Finally, I was sent by Aaron Keys. Thank you, Aaron. It's by Yahoo Answers user Mark, who asks. <laughs> Sorry, I love it so much. Would anime be affected if Donald Trump became president? <laughs> I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Let's be honest, we live in a world with too much media. You need a podcast on the front lines figuring out what's great. We're here for you. We're Pop Rocket. I am Guy Branham. I'm a comedian. I'm Winter Mitchell. I call myself a digital strategist. <laughs> I'm Oliver Wang, academic and disc junkie. Margaret Wappler, je suis as journaliste. <laughs> and we watch, listen to, and read everything so that you don't have to. And then we tell you about all the things that you'll love to love. Find us in iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Pop Rocket, every Wednesday from Maximum fun.org.